So I'm standing at the counter today talking to a customer. And let me say this. I don't have to wear like any kind of polydent or any kind of adhesive for my parcels, okay? Because they are fitted to my damn mouth. Well, I'm standing at the counter today talking to a customer, and I'm dead serious when I tell you my parcel <laughs> started falling. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was in mid-sentence and had to stop talking. <laughs> I was in and had to stop talking and use my tongue to put my teeth back in. Oh my God. Can you not edit this out, please? Can you like keep this for the beginning of this podcast? I'm so dead right now. So, but the problem was the customer's face. Is this why you're spicy tonight, Ophelia? <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna die. Just 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 take me out in the woods and let the animals eat me. <laughs> anyway, the customer's face just said it all and I was like, okay, I'm totally outed. She knows I have fake teeth now. So I can't. <laughs> so dead oh my lord so anyway that's gonna be my uh funny lunchtime story <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> and i hope that everybody else laughs as hard as you two heifers did <laughs> so, me too well i don't think we should edit it out either <laughs> well, i think that's a perfect start to this really somber podcast <laughs> Well, welcome, my little tater tots, to episode two of Tot Talks with my two co-hosts, Lissa and Rissa. You guys met them last weekend, so they are back for an episode two. And today, we're going to talk about cheating. We are absolutely going to talk about cheating. I think all three of us have our own stories, whether... You know, we've caught someone cheating or we've made our own mistake. I mean, I know I've made mistakes in life. I'm I'm not going to lie. I tell y'all everything anyway. Um, But the reason I decided that I wanted to talk about this was because um, it don't matter what kind of episode I upload. I mean, uh, excuse me, what kind of video I upload on TikTok. Uh, you know, I can be talking about depression, but some someone's going to ask a, a, another question that don't have anything to do with anything, okay? They're just looking for advice, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that. But lately, and I don't know why, lately I have had so many people uh, ask me, you know, I, I just found out my boyfriend's cheated. What do I do? Okay, well, first of all, in order for me to determine, I need both sides of the story. Okay, I need both sides of the story. Right. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but seriously, okay. <laughs> that's true, though. There well, is two sides. Yeah, and it's hard to because I, I, I don't know. It's so hard to answer 
just that specific question because I don't know somebody's heart. I don't know what the other person done. I don't, I really don't want to tell you what to do. And then you end up getting hurt again. And then, then that's on me. And then you're going to get upset with me and be like, well, mama Todd told me to forgive you. And you turn around and did it again. Yeah. I, I don't want that. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, that's why I want to talk about it because I know that somebody, everybody, most uh, 98% of the time has already, or they may even go through this. Maybe they're not old enough yet. Maybe they haven't gotten to that point in their life yet. But somebody somewhere, I feel like, is going to always break your heart. It's like you got to get through the bad ones first before you find the absolute perfect person for you. Because I I really believe that there is somebody for everybody on the planet. Okay? I agree. It don't matter if you find them when you're 12 years old or you find them when you're 65. It, none of that matters. What matters is that you find your person, whoever that may be. Okay. And I've said this before. I believe that I was meant to have my children with my first husband, but I don't believe that I was meant to be with him for the rest of my life. I believe that I was meant to be with my husband now to the day I die, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whoever goes first. And I hope it ain't, I hope it ain't him because I can't deal with that. I'm going to need to go first so that he come live with with me, come to Nashville. Well, I I just, I just feel like he's my person and, and I'm, I'm just going to stick with that. But here's the thing. My first heartbreak, I've only loved three people in my entire life that was okay let me let me explain this i everybody knows i got pregnant at 16 by my high school sweetheart that is that is my oldest son's father okay well when i was 18 i married my first husband and had my three children together so i have four children and that's just how it is okay but i loved my first son's dad like i was more infatuated with him than anything i mean i would have i i would have did anything this this boy asked me to do because i just loved him that much and when i found out i was pregnant we were only together three months i think and i told him and he didn't freak out and i thought everything was gonna be all right and then two months later when i'm I don't know, maybe almost six months pregnant, his sister, who I love to this day, that's my son's aunt, she ended up telling me that he had brought another girl to the house the night before, and she stayed the night. First of all, the mama could have stopped it, okay? Roxanne, Roxanne. Of course her name's Roxanne. How am I not surprised? <laughs> but she didn't. I don't know why she done that. She later for she later asked for forgiveness for that. And of course I did. But when I found out about that, I was I was shattered for weeks. I was like, how how could he do that to me? It it had nothing to do with me being pregnant. It had everything to do with that was my heart and now you've shattered it. Now what am I supposed to do? And then three weeks later, then he breaks up with me. 
And then that's just the end of that. Okay. Like literally that's that, that was the end of that. But that was the first time that my little heart was broken. So then as I get a little older now and I've done met someone else and I've done gotten married and now I've, I've got a, a new little baby girl. Then I find out that my husband who I had only been married to for one year has a one night stand. And let me tell you why it hit me different this time around. Because when I made the decision to marry him, that that was it. I had I had plans to be with him for the rest of my life. And I grew up in a spiritual home, okay? Maybe a little too spiritual, but it was always instilled in me, you just don't do that. Okay, you just don't do that. You you don't 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 you ever let anybody else touch you after you get married. It needs to be your spouse. Well, you know, it. I, I don't know. I'm going to get off on a tangent if I get into that. But it really affected me after he'd done that because I didn't want him to touch me. I felt like he was tainted. I felt like I was going to be tainted. It just it I, I don't know I, I it's it's very hard for me to explain that part but it was more about that right there than it was about anything yes my heart was broken but I was like golly you you actually broke you broke that vow you broke that vow and I don't I don't know if I feel the same way about you anymore and I did not okay I didn't I I tried to get it back I I tried to you know not think about it it just, I, I don't know. I, I, once he done that the first time and then he did it 30 other times, you know, eventually I, I just had to go. But still between the two of them that both times my heart was broken, it was probably broken the worst the first time when I was younger. And I think a lot of these comments are coming on my videos from, from the younger, from the younger tater tots. Okay, because I, I think that they go through that, and I think it happens a lot when, in your younger days. I really do. I'm not saying that people of of all ages can't step out on the relationship or step out on the marriage or anything like that. It just seems to be so much temptation in the world right now with like social media and stuff like that. Like it's it's insane to me. It's like my God. There is temptation everywhere. And I'm one of my, I, I spoke to a coworker today and I, I'm not going to say her name. We're going we gonna to call her, we're going to call her Miss Amy. Okay. I said, Miss Amy, what is your best cheating story? Because I'm doing the podcast today and I want to know what you're, because I know you've been living in life and I want to know what's happened to you. You know what she told me? She was with her boyfriend for seven years. He never gave any indication at all whatsoever that he was doing anything wrong. And you know what was going on? She found out that he had opened or created a Facebook and within two weeks had already met somebody online and was already having an emotional affair, okay? And the second Miss Amy found out, that was it. That it, it was. She was a one and done. You do this to me one time, that's it. You're out. And she made him leave. She packed his stuff up, threw him out the door, and then he left. But it just got me thinking, 
right now in these times, it is much easier for somebody to cheat than it was years ago due to social media. Yeah, I, I just oh yes, I just opened my TikTok an hour ago, and there's already some strange man in my inbox, and he opens with, "Hey, beautiful, really, dude? Ew, really? ew." Okay, so I just deleted it and blocked him just yesterday. Now, this is going to blow your mind right here. Just yesterday, I got a message from a stranger, a man, and I, I, I kid you not, I can read this to you. It says, hey, I think that you're interesting, and I'm a sugar daddy, and I'm just wondering if you're a sugar baby. If you are, write me back so I'll know it's okay. I can talk to you. Oh, my Baby, I'll sell you feet pictures really is is this what people is this yeah what people yep, yeah that's... and like what's so crazy is i'm in school right now and i think it's i'm in school to become a therapist and literally i'm in class my class right now like the last class i had was about infidelity i could mm-hmm. i shit you not was about infidelity and what's so crazy is we we literally talked about this we talked about how the statistics right now for people who go outside of their marriage or go outside of a relationship the highest statistic is women women are cheating more on their husbands than husbands are cheating on their on their wives huh yeah well you know i think I actually think that I have heard that before, yeah. though. I think I actually, like, I, I don't know. It, it was a couple of years ago that I was just trying to look at some stuff online, and then just something popped up, and it was talking about how that gender is the one that's easier to step out. Right, and because like, they're, easy, they're easily manipulated to feel better when they're not feeling, when they're not feeling secure in their relationship, women are more likely to get that secure validation from another source versus a man. They're not, they're not stepping out of their marriage to find that validation. They're stepping out of their marriage because they're men. Whereas women are stepping out of their marriage because they need that emotional void filled. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. The The mm-hmm. whole thing makes sense. The whole thing, you know, <sighs> People don't really realize like marriage and relationships, partnerships, you know, domestic relate, whatever it is, it it takes work every day. You can't, you can't just, you know, work on your relationship for three months and then just give up and think that everything's going to be the same. It doesn't work like that. The best, something somebody told me a long, long time ago was, Never stop dating your spouse. Yep. And what that means is when you guys first met, you know, you were getting flowers and going to dinner and getting sweet text messages and stuff like that, where they kind of suck you in. And then after you get comfortable, you don't get any of that anymore. But if you act like you're still dating your spouse, you're, you're making sure all the needs are met. In a lot of different ways, right? I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I believe that, and that's why it today, still today, every Saturday night, 
that's date night. It is mandatory that the two of us go out to dinner. Sometimes one of the kids go, depending on, you know, if one of them is home, we'll ask them if they want to go. They typically don't want to hang out with us. But, you know, we always make sure that we have that time together, most definitely. But it's, it's just crazy to me. It really is how many times just lately that I'm getting this advice question about so-and-so has cheated on me. What should I do? Or what I think it was yesterday on one of my videos, somebody said, I looked in my boyfriend's phone and he was talking to another girl. What should I do? I mean, do you see what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. social media and this online, whatever this is, is making it so easy for everybody. And I'm not going to lie. It makes it, it, I don't stress out about it because m- my poor husband is over the road and don't have time to have a phone in his hand all day. Okay. So mm-hmm. I don't really worry about that, but I worry about other women like inboxing him out of nowhere saying you know i i think like five years ago he had somebody slip into his into his messages and say you know are you married and he replied back and he said yes i am and the girl said well are you happily married what first yep. of all where do you live half oh my yep. god that's a thing that's a that. thing that is a thing and also opie i just want to say the term now is slide into their dms <laughs> i ain't slide nowhere but the kitchen <laughs> I'm going to slide to the kitchen and get that tea I have in that refrigerator right now and hope my teeth don't fall off. <laughs> no, but okay. So, like, you bring up a good point, though, right? Because it's like right now, especially because of the pandemic and because people are so alienated, if you're not living with your significant other, it could be really, really easy for someone to yeah. just slide in there. And be like, oh, are you happy? Are you good? You know what I mean? Yeah, or- because, yeah, because if they're not getting the needs met, that is when it is more easy for somebody to slide in. Right. We, we talked about this earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is very, very easy. If you are missing something in your relationship, it's very easy for somebody to see and be able to take advantage of that yep. and slide swoop right on in like Satan. And yep. then everything goes down from then yeah no it 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 happens but this is what i want to talk about because how does somebody get through dealing with finding out that you know your person has done this now how i got through it with with my first husband randy is that i just i tried to make it dissolve out of my mind every Mm -hmm. way i could I try if I if I went to think about it, I would replace those thoughts with something else like as as fast as I could because I just could not deal with it. So with me, time is what helped me. Okay. Time was. But when I met Derek, I literally made a promise to myself that I was not I was not gonna treat him as if he was the one that hurt me like that. Okay. So I made sure to not question him overly if he told me he was going somewhere or something. I made sure that I didn't I didn't treat him I, I, like I was still married to my first husband, Randy, you know. Mm-hmm. And Derek, my husband, 
you know, before me, his girlfriend cheated with his best friend. So he came into this relationship with trust issues from day one. I I looked at it completely different, but but it had been some time that I had I'd already dealt with to where I felt like my heart had been healed quite a bit, you know. But he was very fresh. He was very fresh with his heartbreak. And I don't I don't really think he ever got over what that little girl done to him. But what well, the funny part is we was watching TV the other night and the news flashed her mugshot. She's been arrested. <laughs> She's been arrested. So we both looked at each other, high fived, and said, "Well, there's that because she ain't getting out." Soon. But there's her payback. But I, you know, I'm just, I'm just playing around. But with me, it was time. It was time, Melissa. Who, who's broke your heart, honey? I have only had long distance relationships. I'm young. Um. But my ex lived in the UK and I actually found out that she cheated on me through Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, that's where we met. Um, and the one night she was out at a concert and she had been texting me a little bit. I didn't care. You were at a concert. You're not going to text me. And then uh, somebody goes to tweet her and I'm like, okay. Who's this? Like, who's this? And yeah, it was the girl that she was staying with at the hotel asking where she was. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's odd. Yeah. That's and suspicious. Then... That's <laughs> um, so I, I'm not one, I'm not crazy and I'm not one to be like, okay, where the hell are you? What are you doing? Like, you know, you're at a concert, right? Maybe. So I asked her about it the next day. And I was like, oh, who'd you stay with? And she's like, oh, just my little sister. Uh-huh. Mm. No, I that didn't look like your little sister. Oh, did you did think... you see pictures of them? Yeah. Oh. Well, not of them together, no. But um, it was a one-bed apartment. I found that out. Um. And I know what her little sister looks like. And I went through this girl's Twitter and that was not her little sister. Yeah. She told me a week later that they slept together. <gasps> she told yeah. you. Yeah. She owned up to it a week later that they slept together. And I stayed probably for another eight months. Wow. So you, you yep. stayed after that. Yeah. I was very easily not manipulated. I wouldn't say, but like very emotionally. Like you loved her. Like let's not negate the fact just because someone cheats you like crap doesn't mean you don't love someone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Well, how long okay, so what okay, if that wasn't the straw that ended the relationship, which and I and let me let me speak on this. I if some if if people go through this in their relationships and they decide to work on it, let me tell you, I commend you for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. when you forgive like that, that that means you know what I'm. I love this person. They made a mistake. I you know if it happens a second time, that's a different story to me. Okay. But yeah, I I commend people 
who go the forgiveness route yes. and then work on their relationship and then their relationship just gets better and better. 100 percent because I have friends that have their marriages have almost fallen apart because of infidelity and they've been able to rebuild and their relationship now is even more incredible than it was before. So I, I totally believe in restoration. I, I support that. One. Yeah. I'm never going to be one of those people. What? You didn't leave her or you didn't leave him because I, you're not going to catch me saying that. Nope. You're gonna, nope. Yes. You're going to catch me saying, baby, if that's what you guys are going to want to do, I'm, I'm going to support that. Yeah. And I promise you, I hope that both of you come out of this better in so many ways. Because okay? yeah. the day we are human. Unfortunately, exactly. humans make really stupid decisions sometimes. And so oh, it's just yeah. when we're a bunch of idiots. When you start to see the pattern, that is where you need to reassess. But if it's like this, you know what I mean? Like it's a really sticky situation because it's like there are people that have had, you know, infidelity in their relationships or in their marriages, and then they end up even stronger. And then there's people that have had infidelity in their relationships and their marriages where they called it quits. And that was the best thing that they could have done. So it's like, you just kind of have to assess your situation. Like everyone's situation is different. So you can't say Mm -hmm. like, because X, Y, and Z did this, I need to do this. You have to look at it and say like, what is the most positive thing for me to do right now sometimes it means you leave sometimes it means you stay that's very true yeah that's very true but back back to melissa what was the straw that made you in that relationship even after you stayed eight months later like what was it was it just a bunch of just fighting could you just not get past what she had done tell me what that was because i'm very interested in this i'm not so it wasn't even me that actually ended it. Um, it was her. So I honestly, I don't have the like, I love people with my whole entire heart. And if I love you, I'm going to love you until I die. That's just how it is. Um, but she recognized that she was hurting me way too much. We'd be on the phone. She Okay, so they're six hours ahead of us, right? So we'd be on the phone and it would be like six o'clock in the morning, her time and midnight, my time. And I would be up until four o'clock in the morning, just sitting with her. We weren't even speaking. She was crying on one end. I was crying on the other end. Like it was just because she was in a really dark place at that time. And neither of us wanted to be alone, but we knew that we weren't good for each other. Mm -hmm. So I was at work the one day and I get a text and it's from her. Um, I just started my shift. I was a manager at the time. So that was fun. Um, And it was, I don't think we can do this anymore. I've hurt you too much. Goodbye. Okay. Well, when you get a text like that from somebody that's not in a good place mentally, you, the first thought is not, oh, she's breaking up with me. It's, oh, she's like, she doesn't want to be here, you know? So instantly I'm like, oh my God. And I tried to text her. She blocked me. On everything. So I spent my whole entire shift thinking she had done something to herself, thinking she wasn't here anymore. No, she stopped talking to me for months. I, I didn't even know if she was still here. Um, and then a few months later, she's like, yeah, so my therapist thinks it's a good idea that 
we start talking again. What? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you messaged me out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I haven't heard from you in months. I didn't even know if you were alive. And you messaged me out of nowhere telling me that your therapist thinks it's a good idea that we talk. Well, my therapist thinks it's a good idea that I never speak to you again. So I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't me that ended things, but there's so many unanswered questions, though. Yeah, with that, yeah. It, it it seems like you know what I mean. It it just I, I that for months I probably would have had anxiety. Not oh, yeah. knowing you know what I had done, what she had done, what exactly. happened. Like, I, who wants to live like that? Girl, and I, I, I would have got on a plane and took my butt to Buckingham Palace. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and found out what's really going on okay i would have rented one of those buses that you go upstairs and drink tea while you're riding around it t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I hate that yeah. i had to deal with that but let me say this it's just lessons learned for the next yeah. thing in a relationship that you go through you know how to handle it the a sec, you know, you, you always learn. You, you know, you can have you have ten relationships in your lifetime. I guarantee you that you walk away from all ten of them learning something. Yeah. Definitely, that's true. And like for the longest time, I did blame myself for it. I still kind of do because like there was no closure yeah. in that. You know, like n- no, yeah. none. Like my therapist thinks we should talk, and then it was never really talked about ever again. And it's just there was no closure no answers no nothing and it's kind of too far gone to bring it up now at this point but yeah but it's still so unresolved that's my yeah. thing it's it's like so unresolved Rita, yeah because because you're in your early 30s yes. i'm in my late 30s um <laughs> your past relationships have you walked away with with having you know, just some broken pieces that you're probably going to always have with you forever. Do you do you think that that you have any of that? I know that I do. Oh, I know that for I sure. Do. So I think you've got to one hundred percent. Um, yes. The answer, the short answer is yes. I definitely still have relationships yeah. I look back on, and, I, and even just friendships. Maybe not yeah. even just yeah. not, maybe not romantically, but just friendships in general. I think um, mm-hmm. I definitely have those, the people that I thought were going to be my people. And then like something that I don't even know happened and they've left, you know? So like mm-hmm. even just like a friendship type of thing, but definitely, um, um, definitely I have relationships where I, I still to this day and not every day, but I still to this day, I'm like, what the heck happened to that? Like what? Mm-hmm. happened and it's like you know I, I I hear what Melissa is saying where it's like you know that ship has sailed you know and it's like the, the like the people that are meant to be in your life will be in your life and you just yeah and, and something that my therapist has told me often because I am a very much I don't know if y'all know anything about Enneagrams like the numbers but <laughs> I I'm a four And I tend to think a lot about the past. Like, that's like where I get Mm -hmm. hung up. I'm like, okay, what if I could have done this differently? Or what if if I would have done this differently? 
And my therapist one day just looked at me and said, so why do you think you need closure from that person? Like, why do you think that person needs to give you closure? Do you think you can't get that closure for yourself? She called, she called me out and I was like, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can get that closure for myself. You're totally right. And so that kind of shifted my perspective because for all this time, I'm, I'm thinking about one, one relationship, which was a romantic relationship. One of my relationships, the first guy I ever dated and the first guy that took my virginity, the only guy that took my virginity. Cause you know, that only happens once. Um, <laughs> I never had closure. I never had closure with him. It was like one day we were dating and the next day we weren't. And it was just like this, this unspoken, mm-hmm. like what the heck just happened? It was like a whirlwind kind of situation. And, and for so long, I just held on to that. And when she said that to me, I was like, I don't need him for closure. I can find closure on my own. And it totally flipped the script for me because you can even put that in perspective as if someone on this podcast is listening and thinking about someone who has done them wrong or someone who has cheated on them and they never got that closure. You don't need that person for that closure. You can find it on your own. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that like blew my mind. Like that literally just like, we literally had this conversation less than a year ago, me and my therapist. And so I will say like the growth that I've had as far as like finding that quote unquote closure from the moment we had that conversation to now is exponential. It's also shown me the way that I have done people wrong or the way I've done wrong in friendships, the way I've done wrong in relationships. And it's made me stay accountable for my actions. And I think a lot of times when you're hurt by someone, all you want to do is focus on how they hurt you. And you don't realize that. And it's not always the case. Some people are just assholes. But for the most part, there are also things that you've done in that relationship or that friendship that impacted that situation and made it to where the friendship or relationship ended. Don't mm-hmm. I don't I know it. I you know, I I had this very, very close friend, love her to death, and we went through something probably like three years ago. It wasn't really you can't blame it on either one of us because it was happening to both of us. And I I don't really want to get all into it, but just know that we were not just best friends. But we were coworkers, okay? And the company—I'm—I'll just go ahead and say it, okay? So the company was shutting down, right? And a new company was being opened, and I got asked to come along to the new company, all right? Which is where I'm at right now, and my friend did not, and and I know for a fact that that hurt her so bad. Okay, because I Mm -hmm. put myself in her shoes instantly. All right, because I had gotten word that she was supposed to go and I tell her this ahead of time. Okay, which is what I really shouldn't have done. I should have just kept my daggone mouth shut, but I didn't because I was just like, hey, they're going to ask you to come too," type of thing. And then they did. Right. And crushed her and it was all my fault for even saying that okay even though she knows that you know I didn't mean it that way 
I just didn't want her to worry and think that she was going to lose her job. I wanted her to know she was going to be all right, like mm-hmm. me. But I, I guess it just it wasn't going to work out like that. And it 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 destroyed our friendship. It it did. And we still talk from time to time. She knows I love her. I know she loves me. But we are not like we used to be. And I like I don't want I don't want to cry right now. But I miss her so much. Okay. And, but, but because of that, I'm going to tell you right now, because of that, I won't let myself get close to anybody at my job like that again, because in case something happens, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that on my heart. I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I just don't. So I, I won't let myself get close like that with anybody else. She was the one and only, and I love her. She knows I love her. You know, it, we t- we'll check on each other on social media and stuff. When the when the coronavirus hit, I text her. I said, if you need anything that I can pick you up at the store, you te- you know, that kind of stuff. And she loves my mm-hmm. husband to death. She loves my kids. But that right there, it, it destroyed us. And, and so now I'm scarred from letting anybody else at my job get close to me like that. Because right. I, I, I can't deal okay. with it. Okay. And here's here's a problem. Because I had two other girlfriends at my job that I, I probably was that close to. And now they've moved on to other jobs. And then I, I felt left behind. And the second that that happened, I felt like my friend. I said, man, if this is what my friend felt like, I, I hate that I call, I, I hate that I was even a part of that. I mean, I know this don't have nothing to do with cheating or, you know, betrayal and things like that. But well, it has something kind of to do with her. I mean- Still have betrayal in mm-hmm. friendships, even if not quote unquote cheating. Yeah. Yeah. It still creates like, you know, trust issues and vulnerability right. issues in any way. And honestly, in that builds up to where, like, it, yep. and I was going to kind of touch on this and I'll just say it here because I feel like it's a good segue. But a lot of times when people, when people do the infidelity thing, it's because of experiences in their family or in their friendships or in like any sort of like problem, quote unquote, history. Like, with, Wait, with what have that? You, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a ding dong. What, what, so, what so basically, basically what that means is, so say you have a guy, his name is John and he marries Sally and I don't want, no, no, no. Their names are going to be Chris and Kristen. Christine who? Christina. Okay. So say you have Chris and he marries Christina and Chris comes from a family where very spiritual, his family, like his mom and dad are still married. They believe like in all of the, the, you know, once you're married, it's sacred, blah, blah, blah. Well, say Christina comes from a family where she was raised by a single mom and She's had all these boyfriends in and out. She's had all these friendships in and out. And she has this really unstable history of where people have let her down or people have done something where she has felt scarred from, right? So say they get married Mm -hmm. and, and Chris is the best thing that's ever happened to Christina. But it doesn't matter because Christina comes from trauma. And so she... Every single mm-hmm. time that Chris does anything small, even if it's like, I mean, this sounds really silly, but let's just say Chris doesn't, Chris doesn't do the dishes one night. And then the next night 
Chris doesn't want to snuggle with Christina. And then the next night, Chris stays late at work because he was asked to stay late at work. But then Christina starts thinking, well, maybe staying late at work because he's cheating on me. It's like, it's just Mm -hmm. like, even though Chris has literally done nothing wrong, Christina has made this storyline because of all the people that have done it wrong. So even though friendship technically doesn't file under infidelity or file underneath cheating, even if you have those relationships with friends where you've gotten burned or you feel like there's no closure, Mm -hmm. that impacts your relationship with your significant other, even though you don't want it to. Yeah. And it impacts your friendships, too. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes makes sense. Well, let's hope Chris and Christina (laughs) live a happy life. Yes. <laughs> I hope they do. So for our listeners, yes. which mainly our little tater tots and anybody else in the in the podcast world, what we're gonna the three of us are gonna give our advice on how someone can get through a heartbreak like that, whether it's relationship or friendship. Okay. We're gonna use both. So all three of us are going to come up with a conclusion on, on how we would deal with that. So I'm going to go first. So my big thing, and, and a lot of people may not agree with this. I don't know. But when you're dealing with a heartbreak like that, and when I say the word forgiveness, I'm not saying you need to forgive. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you do. What, what is best for you and yourself is what I'm saying. But when I say forgiveness, I mean, let go. Okay. Let go. Because when you're holding on to what somebody has done to you, you are physically, and I mean that physically, not just mentally, but physically and mentally making yourself sick when you are just hoarding up all of that pain and that hurt because it will eventually consume your life, okay? So with me personally, when I started to to get to the point of I just need to forgive, now again, not forgiving the person, I am forgiving this situation that has hurt me. That is what I mean by that. So if that makes sense to anybody, because y'all know I don't have an education and I'm just, I'm out here in these streets. Okay. <laughs> She's a thought. That is what, that's what I mean is just to forgive this situation. However you want to take that to that, that would be my advice. So Melissa, I'm going to allow you to give your advice. I think that kind of ties into like what I was going to say. Not only like let go, but let yourself feel what you need to feel. Like don't, don't shove it down. This is, and again, like it might not work for everybody, but like for me, if I shove things down and internalize it, and you know, like I'm not gonna feel this, I'm not gonna think about this, I don't want to think about this. It makes it worse for me, and there's gonna be a day where you're just gonna break. So you know, if you're gonna cry about it, cry about it, cry about it for hours, cry about it for days, but like get it out of your system you know, like allow yourself to feel the emotions that you need to feel and then hold yourself accountable for what you did too. Because, you know, not always, but a lot of the times 
there are mistakes that you've made that you can apply to your other relationships. But yeah, just let yourself feel your emotions. I agree. You know what? That's a Mm -hmm. good, I need to listen to that one. I need to listen (laughs) to that one. Marissa, what would be your, if you were talking to one of my tater tots right now, what would be your advice for them to help them get through whatever their little heartbreak may be? So, the thing that keeps coming up in my mind is there is an underlying issue, right? So like mm-hmm. there's always something there that you may not see and that might not even be brought up until someone has hurt you. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like an example. And so from my, from my experience, there is this shame when it comes to hurting someone, right? And so yeah. mm-hmm. and so when someone has hurt you, it's almost like you kind of like I would just I would just say think back on your life, think back on how you were raised, think back on your friendships and your relationships prior to this person and think about what might have happened to make you react the way you reacted. And then like kind of unpeel Mm -hmm. those layers and try to figure out what the underlying issue is. So it doesn't repeat itself. Well, that's a good one too. Well, y'all just schooling me. (laughs) Well, I I was going to say time, but you kind of already said time earlier. Time really does. Time really does make a difference because like what you were saying early, Opie is like, when you met Derek, you had already processed all those emotions from how you had been scorned previously. Well, when I met my now fiance, I had not, I had not had the time to go through that. So when me and my, my fiance right now, when we first met, I was a hot freaking mess. Like I didn't trust him. I didn't Mm -hmm. trust anything he said. Like, I mean, we weren't even really that serious when we first met. And so I think, honestly, if I would have met him today versus three years ago, our relationship, the first few months would have been a lot less, you know, exciting as far as like me being a psycho, you know? So I do think time heals things because, I mean, we haven't gotten into my situation and I don't know if we even have time to, honestly, but it, it, it all, I think time heals a lot and it might, it might seem like really cliche to say that, but I really do think time is a huge thing too. Well, it does. It, it plays, it plays a big part in just about anything. Yeah. You know, look how much time has went by that. I haven't spoken to my, you know, terrible mother, you know, mm-hmm. excuse me. Look how much time, you know, time it's been 20 something years since my dad passed away, you know, and when I went to his grave last Sunday, I I didn't cry. That's not a bad thing. I just sat at his grave and spoke to him like we were having a coffee sitting on the back porch. You know, if you, Mm -hmm. if you go and visit your, your parents grave three months later, you know, you're going to be in tears because as time goes by, you learn to heal and deal. Okay. Yeah. Heal and deal at the same time and that's all i've done probably my whole life was heal and deal i need to make that for a shirt i was just gonna say that let let me tell y'all okay i gotta give 
scoop before we get off of here, right? Okay, so my sister calls me today at work. Now, I know if she calls me, because she knows I am slammed at work. So I know if she's calling me, it's only for two things. She's calling me to tell me a juicy story, or she's calling to tell me what shoes are on sale at what store, okay? So <laughs> she calls me, and she says, hey, I seen where, I mean, she don't have that Southern accent. She's been living in Florida, so she sounds like she comes from New York. I don't know how that <laughs> happened because Florida was south anyway. But anyway, so she calls me. She says, hey, I got some scoop to tell you because I seen that on your podcast, you're going to be talking about cheating. And I said, what are you about to tell me first? Okay. <laughs> where, where's this going, ma'am, Laurie? Where's this going? Well, she wanted to tell me about what happened before she met her husband now now let me say this i love my brother-in-law he is so fun he is so funny and he loves me to death he loves me like i am truly his baby sister okay love him but anyway there was this time before him that my sister had dated this guy for a couple of years and then they broke up whatever you know he flew to coop he needed to anyway i didn't like his tone anyway <laughs> um, my sister starts dating this guy and and she says he is flying her on leader jets okay he is buying her diamond bracelets they are eating at the most expensive places down there in south florida you know they're snazzy anyway um and she's just like oh my gosh i have met a full-blown prince what is happening to my life right now so she says they're at dinner and he's showing her uh, pictures of his dogs on the phone. And she says, oh, my gosh, well, where are your dogs at? And he says, well, they're at my house in North Carolina. And she says, well, well, who's watching your dogs while you're away with me? And he says, my wife. Oh, oh my oh, God. I said. I said, his what? What? And she said, she said, Opie, I was absolutely stunned. He said it so very nonchalant, like it was no big deal, that it just, it shocked her to pieces. And I said, I cannot believe that there are people like that, that just walk around flying women on leader jets, buying them diamond bracelets while their wife is at home with the dogs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, she really? was a sugar baby. Anyway, I, she was a sugar baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could be she that was. too. She was I, a sugar baby. Let me tell you, I ain't finna sugar nothing, okay? But I'll call sugar at all. I'm a sugar this coffee in my kitchen in the morning because my I gotta get up at five o'clock in the morning. But and anyway, I thought that was funny. So when she told me that, I was like, you know, that's going on the podcast. She said, I know. That's why I called you. So, anyway, I'm going to try to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. And I hope that everybody will enjoy this episode because I'm really enjoying making them. And I hope people are really liking them. Do y'all think they're like listening to our podcast? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I hope so, too. But anyway, to our tater tots, because they're our tater tots now. We love you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. There is no telling what I'm going to talk about next week since apparently I opened this show with my teeth falling out. <laughs> so, 
We love you guys. Again, don't forget to subscribe and you will hear from us next Saturday. Bye.